0: Nations Church Podcast. Justin Graves. I get the privilege of being the pastor here. And uh, if this is your first time, do us a favor. Stop by our Connect Center. We've got a swag bag for you. Um, it's got some really cool stuff in there, and we're not going to uh, sign you up for timeshares or anything like that. Um, but I promise you'll want your swag bag because it's actually got stuff you will want and actually use. Um, also, we want to welcome those who are watching online um, we know that right now is uh, flu season, so we are glad. Um, all the parents and kids are glad. If you're homesick, you're at home and not here. But um, we hope if you've been watching online for a while that you can come and check us out in person someday as well. We are in our second week of our relationship series called All the Feels. And at the end of service... We've got three individuals that are getting baptized in this service, Um, and so, yeah. So, if you've never been to a baptism service at Foundation Church, we believe this is the thing we should go the craziest about, right? Like, I'm going to talk to all the Kansas City Chiefs fans right now, Um, like, Hey, congrats on the Super Bowl win. Totally pumped. Glad that the team I was actually rooting for won because Dallas Cowboys are never in the Super Bowl anymore. Um, But um, that's my team. I'm I'm talking as a fan, sharing that pain with the Cowboys fans. Um, But we went crazy last week, right, over our our teams winning. And we should go even crazier over people getting baptized, that we're celebrating life change happening. So join us in that and don't leave too soon. Um, We are in a series... That's talking about how do you deal with feelings? How do you deal with all the feelings that come at you when you're in a relationship? Because if there's one thing that becomes a big deciding factor when it comes to your romantic relationships, your dating relationships, being engaged, being single, right? Um, Being married, it is your ability to function and deal with uh, emotions in a healthy manner. And so today I want to talk to us. About love myths, love myths, myths about love. Because there are a lot of myths that are out there that we believe that simply aren't true. Some of the myths that we believe, not even getting into relationships, um, is this and parents, I apologize now ahead of time because you're gonna have some work to do with your kids about unpacking some things right now. Um, Number one, gum doesn't take seven years to digest, it's just not true, Um, especially if it's Big League Chew. Come on, somebody. Big League Chew's the best bubble gum ever created. Um, Throwing a penny off a tall building won't kill someone, Mom. Um, Be quiet, Karen, right? Like, it won't kill someone. It's annoying. It may be painful, like being flicked really hard, but it's not going to kill anybody. Lightning can strike the same place more than twice, more than once. Like, lightning can't hit the same place more than once. No, it can. Um, in fact, the Empire State Building, they estimate, gets hit about 100 times a year. Um, so, if you're going to New York City anytime soon and there's a rain and a thunderstorm coming, run out of the Empire State Building. Um, one that shocked me, Napoleon, Napoleon Bonaparte, right? The, the little French emperor, little French emperor. He was actually not a short man. Right? Like Casey was like, what? He was actually 5'7, which was above average height um, for Frenchmen at that time. Um, so I was like, well, that blew my mind. Mind is blown. You're welcome. Um, and the last one is this some of us, this is, you're, it's going to mess your whole relationship up with Jesus now. Jesus wasn't actually born on December 25th. <laughs> Right. Like I am, I am going to, I am going to like, just, I want to switch Christmas to February. Right. Because like, there's nothing great. Valentine's Day is great. Fantastic. Great. But let's be honest, nothing big. I know Valentine's Anyways, but I'm about to get myself in trouble. Christmas and Thanksgiving just get smashed together. Let's spread the love, right? Let's move this. But um, they they believe Jesus was born somewhere between April and October, um, but definitely not December twenty fifth. So some of you are like, "Wow!" And here's the deal: the reason I'm I'm listing these myths out that that we kind of some of us were like, "What? That's not true," Um, is that there's a lot of us we believe myths when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to dating. When it comes to well, my marriage is going to be like this, um, or you hear your friends and you hear a culture, <clears throat> or your parents even um, say this about relationships when it's just not true. And here's the deal: the reason that most of us we like to believe in love myths is because they sound good, right? Like they sound good. You're not going to believe in something that doesn't sound good. You you believe in it because it actually sounds good or it sounds close to the truth. And so today I've got a whole lot that I'm going to unpack today, and I don't have a whole lot of time. I didn't even get through my message in first service. So um, we're going to talk about some love myths that we want to debunk as we are, are going through and as we are living this out in the biblical manner, our text for this whole series, this is your memory verse. Some of you growing up in church, remember when you were given a memory verse, I want to give us a memory verse. So if you're watching online, man, take this verse, write it down. Proverbs 4.23 says this, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Solomon is saying this, and in the Hebrew, the idea is this, carefully watch over your inner thoughts and your inner feelings, because the tendency is this, the common denominator is this, most of the time as our feelings go, so does our life, if we're not careful. And some of us, we can feel ourselves right into regret, right into heartbreak, and this is why Solomon, and this is why the Bible is saying this, guard it carefully watch over all that you feel all the feels because it determines the course of your life if you don't watch over it carefully and that couldn't be more true than what it then when it comes to the area of our romantic dating Relationships. So today I want to give you a few myths that we're going to cover today. And I like this message because it's got something for everyone. If you're single, if you're dating, if you're engaged, if you're married, it covers the gamut. So um, today I want to go over a few myths about love that simply aren't true. The first one is this. The first myth we believe that's simply not true is boundaries will just happen. Boundaries will just happen we think man boundaries are just going to pop up in our relationship Um, they're just magic if it's meant to be they'll just kind of come along and pop up right into our relationship and we won't have to be purposeful in setting boundaries and guardrails in our life man they'll just happen um this reminds me of something that i experience on a weekly basis That It's not in the Bible, so I'm going to state that, but if I was to write the Bible, this would be one way that you go to hell. Um, So um, every week when I drive um, and I go to park, I see something like this, right? Um, And you see something like this. And I understand if you can't see very well or you got your eyes dilated um, or, you know, like something's going on and you're in a hurry. I still don't understand. I'm going to be real honest right now because I'm lying right now. I don't understand that, but I really don't understand this one. I don't understand this guy, right? Like if that's you, you're going to hell. I'm just, I'm just, um, not really. Some of you are like, wow, this is really extreme right now. Um. Uh, i'm just teasing but this is a great way to get your car keyed and it will say fc i'm just saying um why doesn't this guy or i'm gonna call it a guy right we know it's a guy like if it happens to a lady it's usually on accident if it's a guy it's because we're being a yeah we're we're being something um i can't say from the stage ever um so um here's the deal why 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 would somebody because the rules don't apply right that's why, that's why they're saying the boundaries don't apply. If I park this way, you know, if you, if you are that concerned about your car, just go way back in the lot. Like, go way, go way back here and go park your car. But the reason we do that is because the rules don't apply. And, and here's the deal is that a lot of us, when it comes to relationships, we want to say, well, the rules don't apply to me. My relationship's different. You know, I'm at a different maturity level than everybody else so i don't need boundaries because i'm too mature for boundaries but but here's what i have found when it comes to boundaries and when it comes to guardrails and when it comes to things that just keep you in the space you're supposed to be it's really hard and, and this happened to me yesterday when i was taking charlie my oldest daughter uh, to driver's ed the lines where you're supposed to park are like pretty much non-existent and faded, right? So you can't tell where the lines are or where you're supposed to be. So it's really hard to get in the right place. And some of us, for a lot of us, the boundaries and the guardrails have faded. And it's really hard for us to keep, especially our dating life, in the right place because the boundaries have faded. They're just kind of not really evident. And it's really hard to stay on track. It's really hard to watch over your heart and watch over your feelings and guard all against all the feelings that you experience when there aren't boundaries that are really evident in your life. So, hear me. Boundaries don't just happen, you have to be purposeful about putting boundaries up for you, for your relationship for your safety. And that's what it is. It keeps you in a safe, right spot. So for you that are dating, let me, let me give you a few boundaries that I would really encourage you to put into your life. Because here's the deal. I can have expectations of boundaries for my kids. I I have expectations of what those boundaries look like, but teenagers college students, singles, young professionals, hear me, there may be expectations from other people of what your boundaries should look like and should be, but you're the one that sets the boundaries for you. That's it. At some point, this relationship with God has to become yours instead of your parents. It has to be something that you take ownership of and responsibility of, instead of being somebody else's responsibility. And that couldn't be more true than when it comes to their boundaries. The first boundary I would give you is spiritual boundaries. And we talked about this last week. If you missed last week, you need to come back. Not come back because I'm not preaching it next week. You need to go back online. Like repeat. It was so good. but you need to go back on our website and go listen to Avocado Love because we just talked about, man, that you're not called to be unequally yoked, that you're not called you know, to be, some, to, to, to be with somebody that doesn't have the same belief system as you and isn't on the same road as you and spiritually mature as you and that you should be picky and choosy because you're the only one that can pick and choose for you. And we had avocados and how you got to squeeze them and how you got to evaluate them. Funny thing is, those avocados, almost all of them were rotten that I picked so apparently I suck at picking avocados right that's the moral of this story here's the deal and there's a whole sermon in there just because they look. anyways um some of us it's it's like you're you're waiting for that your dating relationship is no place for a fixer-upper right your dating relationship is no place for a fixer-upper that's great for a house and an investment but when it comes to your romantic life and your relationship and who you're dating and who you're engaged with and who you're married to, man, that is not where you want it to be at. You've got to make sure that where, where they need to be, Where and this doesn't mean that you invite them to church. And when I do this call for recommitting your life and, you know, like getting saved, that you're looking with one eye and you're like, come on, be the day. And they raise their hand, right? They raise their hand and you're like, yes, go light, green light, you know, go dog, go. No, 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 no. First off, you're supposed to have your eyes closed, sucker. Um, second thing <laughs> is let them develop. You've got to have spiritual, you've got to have spiritual boundaries. And I hear this, all, but, but no good Christian guys are attractive, right? You're like, wow, he's real. Um, <laughs> I hear this. No real godly women aren't psycho. <laughs> Calling it both ways. You're like, wow, he just spread that love out evenly there. Then wait, right? wait. Wait. Better to wait than to rush in. I'm preaching a message. It's, I'm, I'm not, okay, second thing is this. I was supposed to be like two-minute blurb. Um. Second thing is this. You've got to set physical boundaries up. By physical boundaries, I'm talking about, wow, 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 wow. I'm talking <laughs> physical boundaries up, okay? In case you were like, so what's this like? We can be in proximity. Uh, I'm I, Here's the deal. You need to set up... <laughs> Physical boundaries before you fill all the fields. If you wait to develop boundaries until the moment is, is, is where you need boundaries, let me tell you, the, the moment always wins. You always become a slave to the moment because you weren't careful and you didn't predetermine boundaries for where is too far, how far is too far, and I'm not, here, here's, here's what I would tell you. How far is too far is not a question that you ask of culture. Because the line keeps moving. The bar keeps moving. That, that is not, every parent, man, that is not something you want culture answering for your kid. Hear me. You better determine Before you're even in a relationship, how far is too far for me? As you're single, you need to develop that guardrail and that boundary now. As you're in a relationship, this is something that the two of you have to talk about. Like, open your mouth and talk. Like, communicate about it. Well, that's going to be weird. Right. But better to be weird than have regret. And, And some of you, you've got to make sure that you set up physical boundaries because here's what i will tell you let's see where this goes is not a strategy or a boundary let's see where this goes will eventually lead to pain regret and heartbreak and i'm telling you this as your pastor as somebody that wants the best for you well here's why well we'll just stop no you won't are you kidding me, right? Well, we're just mature enough that we will stop. No, you won't. I was a youth pastor while we were engaged, and I, Casey and I had to have some serious boundaries up before we got married while we were engaged because, and I'm going to make my kids throw up in their mouth a little bit, but that's okay, because if Casey came into my apartment, I was going to attack her like an angry bear. I'm just telling you. I was like, Whoa, you know, I got like... Uh, like and you know, it's true, right? And you're like, 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 Hey, I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. But man, I had, there had to be some, some, some really firm, permanent boundaries that we set up so that we could live out our dating life in a way that honored God instead of turned our backs on his commands. And some of us, we just want to say, well, I'll be mature. No, you won't. This is something you have to do for you because the simple truth is this. As long as it's an option, it will always be a temptation, right? As long as it's an option to go there, it will always be a temptation to go there. But when you put a boundary, it says, man, we we can't go any further than this. Here, check out Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know god's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect can you leave this up there for just a second here's what paul is saying stop imitating the world when it comes to your relationship life stop imitating the world when it comes to how you date to how you are engaged to answering the question of how far is too far? Because the truth is now there's all these codes were word, code words for saying we're having sex, Netflix and chill, um, hooking up, which I was like, man, I said hooking up, like let's hook up. Like I did not mean that. I was like, let's go hang out. Right. Like dating now means that we are having, oh, we're dating, which is code for we're having sex. I'm like, what? Um, but here's the deal. So this isn't a question of what does society say my boundaries should be, right? That this isn't something as followers of Christ that we should be modeling our dating life after this world and this culture and society, but this is it. But let God transform you. A transformed life happens when your thinking is transformed, right, when you start thinking different, your life becomes different. When there's a transformation of how you think about your relationship and who you're dating, then there's a transformation of what your dating life actually looks like. And hear me on this. Your dating life, your engaged life should look different. It should look different. Well, Justin, <laughs> Justin, this is so, this is gonna be so weird, right? Like it's gonna be just so, so different when my friends are so like, you know, I'm not gonna go there, but I ask all these different questions and, and we're not sleeping together, and we're not doing all these, it's just gonna be so weird. Yeah, it is. And here's the deal: that's the goal, right? That like let's be honest. Our lives are not supposed to look like the culture's life. And your relationship, your marriage relationship, your dating relationship, your engagement, how you handle being single is not supposed to look like what the world looks like when they're dating, when they're engaged, when they're married, and when they're single. And the only way that happens is that you allow God to transform the way you think so that your life can be transformed. Here's what the Bible says. says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 through 5. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his way. Here's what I would say, and I, I need to move on. I hear a lot of times people say, well, Justin, you know, Sex just simplifies things. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? That that's that's what somebody says who's trying to excuse things instead of own up to things. You here, you know the truth. I know the truth. Hey, sex complicates things. Amen. <laughs> it does. And I have never, in, 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 in over 20 years of doing this whole ministry thing and following Jesus as a, as a pastor, I've never once met a couple that said, you know what, we really regret waiting until our, our, our honeymoon, until we got married, to have sex. I, I've never met that couple. Never. Never been like, man, you know, I really feel cheated. Um, no. But I've met the opposite, to be very true, most of the time. Man, I wish we would have just, I wish we would have made this sacred. I wish we would have put some boundaries. Because all of a sudden, now I'm dealing with somebody who wasn't going to be my husband, who wasn't going to be my wife, and now I'm dealing with regret, and now I'm dealing with pain, and now I'm dealing with heartbreak. Hear me. you got to put physical boundaries up, and it's for your own good. Married people, you've got to put up boundaries. This means that you have to communicate what boundaries you are going to put in your marriage. You have to set those things and you have to inspect those things. You have to communicate, set, and inspect. Communicate, set, and inspect. Because boundaries are there to keep you from drifting into trouble. We had a guy that used to come to our church um, and they went on a ski trip. And um, while they were going skiing, he decided to go on a path less traveled he decided to not go down all the blues and the blacks and he went off trail to go ski because he was a stud apparently and so in his process of going skiing um, he got stuck he got lost and he was stuck on the mountain overnight and the ski patrol couldn't find him he becomes very dehydrated um, he is, the ski patrol's looking for him the next morning all day. He spent all night, talk about creepy, um, all night on the mountain. His wife, his kids, everybody, all their friends are, are you know, panicked and fearful and crying because, I mean, your, their likelihood of surviving, that isn't great. And yet, luckily enough, He was one of the few that they actually found, and he was okay, but it took a lot of treatment to get him better. But the bigger thing is, it hurt his spouse, it hurt his kids, and it took them through a thing that they never would have had to go through if he just simply would have stayed within the boundaries that were marked out. And can I tell you, married couples, when you cross boundaries and when you fail to put up boundaries, it doesn't just affect you, but it affects your parents, it affects your kids. It affects those that are your friendships. It affects the inner circle. And if we would simply take time to put up boundaries, to set up, communicate them, set them, and inspect them, it will help you. It will help you. Not to lead to this life where you're like, oh, I wish I would have done this, but you're like, I'm so glad I did this. Let me give you a few things to set boundaries on. The first one is this, the opposite sex opposite sex. What's okay. I mean, I understand the working world and relationships. What's okay though. Watch proper interaction with the opposite sex, right? Watch what becomes personal and what becomes business. You guys need to talk about that. You guys need to listen. And one of you can't set all the boundaries. It needs to be a thing where communication is happening. But I will tell you this, there's no such thing as innocent flirting when you're married, There's no such thing as innocent flirting when you're married, especially, yeah, period. We're just going to put a period there. Second thing, technology, technology. Let's just talk about cell phones, right? It's like a ticking time bomb in your pants, right? Like, woo, got a ticking time bomb here. Here's the deal. Technology, if your spouse doesn't work for the CIA, they should have access to your device, right? Like, if they're not hiding government secrets that are going to compromise the safety of this nation, then they should have your passcode. And for some of us right now, it's getting really awkward. Because you've had this fight and you've had this argument. I will tell you this. You are more than likely hiding something if you're not giving them access. There's a reason why there's not access given. And you, we talk about boundaries for our teenagers when they've got their cell phones. Hear me, your cell phone can destroy everything in just a moment. You better have boundaries and you better make sure that your spouse has the ability to inspect technology, computers, be be really smart and be really wise about this. The third thing I would say is, is emotional, Man, don't confide in someone of the opposite sex. It's not your spouse. Don't gripe about your spouse to the opposite sex because we rarely go physically where we haven't already gone emotionally. Right? We we very rarely go. Fi- your clothes just don't fall off, and you had this affair. Like how'd that happen? No, 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 no. There was a build up to it. Right? There was an emotional build up. So so. Don't don't confide. Don't don't let this stuff happen. The last one is this money. And some of you're like, what? Check this out. According to a government survey, 44% of married couples um, have been financially unfaithful. That includes keeping a secret, checking, saving, savings or credit card account, carrying secret debt or spending more than their partner would want. And here's why this is such a big deal. If you can't trust your spouse in all areas, it's hard to trust them in any. And your relationship with your spouse is built on trust. And it's trust happens when there's transparency present. And you as, your, as a couple, you as an engaged couple, man, you got to put boundaries up. Second myth is this, and I'm only going to get to two today. That's all right. Maybe we'll do a podcast or we'll do a video this week that we will release the third one. The second myth is this, that we bite and we believe, and this is huge, is this, is that God wants me to be happy right? God want, this is the myth we believe. God wants me to be happy. And this is big all the way across the culture. Now, as we, we talk about this, listen, it's not that God wants you to be miserable, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that, but nowhere in the Bible do you see a verse that says God wants thou to be happy, right? I just went King James version on you, right? Um, God wants you to be, it's not anywhere in the Bible. And here's why, because God is way more concerned about your obedience and your happiness, God is, and here's what it says in John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, you will do what I say. If you love me, you'll do what I say. You'll do what I commanded. It. It's what John uh, 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 Jesus is saying to his disciples. And for some of us, we think God exists for our happiness instead of us existing to follow His commandments. And, and we've got it switched. And here's the deal. When you start chasing happiness, it's like chasing your appetite. You never get full. It always leaves you wanting more and still feeling empty. And that's happiness because happiness is all about the circumstances that are surrounding you. It is circumstantial. But, but Jesus understood this, and God understands this because he knows what's best for us. He says, I'm way more worried about you being obedient to the way I've commanded you to live. Because if you'll be obedient in my command, if you'll be obedient in this way of living, in this area of your life, not just this area but all, but especially when it comes to your dating, your're engaged, your single, your marriage, your, your, your romantic area of life, if you will be obedient in this, it will lead you to a place of joy and peace. Because I know what's best for you. He knows what's best for us 1 John chapter 5 verse 3 loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome i love how this verse reads in the living bible it says this loving God means doing what he tells us to do and really that isn't hard at all isn't that great loving God means doing what he tells us to do and really that's not that hard At all. For all of you parents of toddlers right now, this verse makes so much sense, right? You're like, it's not that hard. Pick up your toys, right? Like, there's nothing emotional about it. Stop crying about it. I don't want to pick up my mess. I don't care. Just, it's going to go really well for you if you keep my commandments. This is not hard to do, right? Loving God means doing what he tells us to do. And really, really, when you boil it down, it's not that hard at all, let me spell this out for you when this, when, where this comes into, well, God wants me to be happy. And when it comes to our relationships, that means this, someone else's spouse wasn't meant to make you happy. Someone else's spouse wasn't meant to make you happy. Here's my saying, if it's got a ring, let it be right. If, if she's got a ring, let her be just keep swiping. Well, she's on Tinder. I don't care. That's not your business. She's got a ring, but but they're not happy. They're miserable. Someone else's spouse wasn't God's answer to your situation. And some of you, you just want to say, but but they make me happy. And God wants, no, no, no. God wants you to be obedient. Because he wants to lead you to something that is way more healthy. Because can I tell you, if a relationship starts dysfunctional, most of the time it ends up dysfunctional. Most of the time it ends up dysfunctional. Here's the second thing is this. Leaving your spouse because they don't make you happy is no reason to leave. Leaving your spouse because they don't make you happy. And I'm not talking about if you're in an abusive situation. That is not what I'm talking about right now. That's a whole other dynamic that we don't have time to get into. Some of us, we don't feel the feels anymore. We're going to talk about that next week. What do you do when you don't feel the feels? How do you you have grown up love? We're going to talk about that. Some of us, we're like, well, they they just don't make me happy anymore. And life's too short not to be happy, right? We hear it all the time. Can I tell you, life's too short for you not to be obedient anymore. Some of us, we want all the happiness, and we want this place of joy without being willing to work for it. And your place, your marriage, let me give you a big myth that marriage is easy. No, 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 no. Great marriages are built from hard work. And some of you, you're you're willing to fight in your marriage but not for it. And there's got to be something that shifts and changes in you and that you don't just start fighting for your marriage when it gets to a place of crisis mode, but you start fighting for your marriage when everything's still okay. You and I are called to fight for our marriage, especially when you're no longer happy. When they don't make you happy anymore. When there's seasons and moments and you wake up and you're like, what have I done? I think Casey experiences this once a week. Like, would you calm down? Like, what have I done? Right? There's going to be moments and there's going to be seasons. But hear me, God is way more about you doing what he's asked you to do. And really, when you boil it down, it's not that hard. But who are you? Are you listening to the culture to tell you what boundaries are okay or are you listen to your heavenly father. I close with this and it's found in John chapter 10 verse 10. It says this, "The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the full." And I think John 10:10 10, 10 couldn't be more true when it comes to marriages, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to dating and when it comes to being engaged. Man, if 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 Satan can make your dating life dysfunctional and carry dysfunctional habits into your marriage, it's going to be really hard for you to have a healthy marriage that's on track and stays on track and has boundaries and stays within those boundaries because that's the right place for you and it keeps you safe. And so Satan comes in and he tries to steal this from us. And he tries to kill and he tries to destroy your thought and your dream and your prayer, what you were hoping for. And what you were wishing for, because you become a slave of the moment, you become a captive of the fields instead of listening to the way he wants you to go. But Jesus said this, I came that you may have life, have it to the full, that you would have full relationships and what he is saying that you would have abundant relation. And what he's saying there is something that, man, is my heart my heart for you is, and you can dismiss this, but hear me, my heart for you isn't to keep you from experiencing love, isn't to keep you from experiencing intimacy. I am all for love. I'm all for intimacy. I'm all for you experiencing life, a happily ever after moment. But if that's going to happen, God's come and he's given us a map and he's given us boundaries for the way that that happens. And we've got to stop fooling ourselves because when we fool ourselves and deceive ourselves, it leads us to this place of regret, pain, and heartbreak. And as your pastor and man as the bible tells us if we will do it his way if we will do what he commands here's what will happen doesn't mean that it's going to be easy it doesn't mean that you're always going to be happy but it will lead you to a place of joy of peace and a very limited regret and heartbreak but a whole lot of promise and a whole lot of significance to your relationships, that even when you dated, you can look back and say, man, I did that really good. I did that really well. Because I didn't do it based on my feelings. I did it based on his word. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, I pray for for all of us in this place. God, this, this message is so applicable to every single one of us. That, Lord, I pray that we would have a transformed mind. That the way that we view relationships, the way that we think about relationships, so often our mind gets changed and conformed as culture tells us what the norm is. And it starts changing based on culture and based on our surrounding instead of based on your word and your commandment. And so, God, I pray today, whether we're single, whether we're dating, whether we're engaged, whether we're married, That, Lord, we would have a transformed mind so that we can have a transformed life. That, Lord, we would would understand the bigness of this message is to prevent us from drifting into dangerous places that lead to pain and heartbreak. But, Lord, I pray help us to set up boundaries. Help us to not buy into the myth of that they'll just happen, to not buy into the myth that this whole thing of being in love and being married is all about me being happy. But it's way bigger than that. It's about us being obedient so that we can experience your joy and your peace because your ways always lead us to joy and peace. It doesn't keep us chasing happiness so, Lord, I pray that as we get ready to leave this place in a few minutes, that we would leave and we would be doers of your word and not just hearers of it today. That there would be conversations that happen. Lord, that there would be things that we do, even if we're single in this place, that we start setting boundaries and we start setting expectations. Spiritual and physical. Lord, that we don't buy into the myth of just chasing happiness. But we follow after you in obedience. And Lord, for every married couple, engaged couple, dating couple, that Lord, we would be purposeful about honoring you in every aspect of our life. Lord, I pray, move and work in us. In Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. And if we're just to get really honest and we're to get really real in this place, you say, Justin, I'm not where I should be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you, when I get to three, I just want you to raise your hand. Maybe you're here. Maybe it's about recommitting your life. Maybe you've never met Jesus Christ ever. And today is the day that all changes. If that's you, when I count to three, raise your hand and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three three is there anyone here today you say justin that's me that's me i yeah yeah is there anyone else you say justin that's me today yep is there anyone else you say justin that's me and you join these hands that are lifted is there anyone else before we go any further if you raise your hand if you please repeat this for after me and mean it from your heart jesus i come before you today And I confess that I have sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray.